Welcome to the People, Purpose, and Profits Business Coaching Podcast with Brian Buck and Kat Park. Welcome to the People, Purpose, and Profits Business Coaching Podcast. I'm Brian and my wonderful co-host is... And I'm Kat. And we are going to bring to you something that... um, think is going to be a real fascinating and valuable uh, framework uh, for all of our business owners that uh, go through it with us every week. And these are three principles that professional athletes use that will help you and your business. So do you want to talk a little bit about it before I go into number three? What, what made you interested in this as a topic? Um, I honestly believe that we um, have lessons to learn from everywhere we look. And being an athlete, I know what it's like. Um, I was a professional volleyball player for a little while, and I really understand what it takes and, you know, discipline and practice and mindset to get to that place. So I think that anything can be looked at as a sport and the mindset of like, you, no matter where you're looking, whether it's in your family or your business or you're, you know, becoming a professional athlete, you know, carries over in all the areas. So I'm really, really interested to find out what they are. All right. So number one, practice in the worst conditions. Oh boy. And what that means is, um, I went through this great program and um, I learned this phrase and it makes so much sense to me in the working conditions, but in the field of sports, you can practice for perfect conditions, but then when you get to the game and life and things don't go as planned, it throws people off their game. And so what they were recommending for coaches was uh, for sports coaches is make bad calls, uh, put your star person where they shouldn't be uh, because you want them to have, you want them to practice in the worst conditions. So that way, if they come up during the game, they're not going to be surprised by it. And I think uh, it's kind of like a form of resilience. And uh, so I think about, you know, how do you, what are some ways a business can practice in the worst conditions? Well, I think of from, you know, a coaching standpoint, one of the biggest blocks that coaches have is going by how they feel. And they allow those uh, sentiments to get in the way whether or not they're going to make the calls. So if you're going to wait till you're absolutely ready, then you're probably never going to be ready, never going to make the calls. And you're constantly going to feel battered down or something to sabotage you moving forward. Right. Like, do you think the, uh, the Olympic skater wants to get up at 3 a.m. every day, but they do it anyways, right. right? What I also think of another way that you could practice in the worst conditions is practice what it would be like is if you had no cash flow. Practice what it would be like if you had a bunch of no's, like almost you know, as our businesses grow and, and we've got uh, more finances and more resources, practice like you don't. And because if you practice like you don't or practice that, like, you know, give yourself a what if 
I get this weird tax bill. How am I going to respond? Because if you if you kind of think of the worst situations and you come up with how you're going to handle it, when they happen, they're not going to throw you off, right? Oh, I have a great, great example. And I'm not sure whether or not you've seen the show um, Undercover Billionaire. Oh, uh, I think undercover boss but not billionaire but probably yeah no this is a show where billionaires go in an unknown city they change their identity they're only there with a car a cell phone hmm. and a hundred dollars no place to live no connections and they cannot use their name to their advantage and they have to build a million dollar business in three months Mm. And I was watching Grand Cardone. It's just, mm. and, and it's so interesting. This is why it's important, like who we become, but it's still fascinating to watch how much we rely on the sources and the, the things going well for us and how attached we are to the identity we have in the world. And once that's removed and you're in the worst place with where what you used to leverage can no longer be used, all of a sudden you're up in the air. Mm -hmm. And it's up to you what you do in that situation and how you move forward and how you become resourceful. Oh, man, I love that. Because I think, you know, it's one thing and it's a huge thing. Give yourself a pat on the back for creating your first business. Because that's a lot of work and not everyone in this world knows how to do it and stick to it like our audience has. But what if you made a second business? <laughs> and, and I think making that second business or third business really will totally drive up your resilience and your ability and confidence. Because I kind of hear that if you had nothing and you had to start over, what would happen? Like that would be a fascinating piece. So mm -hmm. thank you for sharing that. Number two, calm and energize. And so what this is, is a way to always be looking at where you are in peak state. And spacing on what it's called, it's called like the Zerg, it's an upside down U. And on the left is boredom. And it kind of goes at the peak of the U at the top is your peak state. And then on the right, it goes back down and it's going to called an anxiety and fear. And what I love about this is it says, um, you know, we always want to be in our peak state. So we need to know where we are at on this continuum. So if we are bored or lethargic, this is where we use energy and exercise to be able to get our minds up into the peak state. You know, how do we move our bodies to get there? The problem for an athlete, once we, and entrepreneurs is once we get into anxiety and fear, it narrows our vision, it limits our ability to create, it creates more problems than anything. And so what you want to do is use calming techniques and they do like meditation or mindset things to be able to get yourself back to the peak state. But to me, I just love this, um, uh, I don't know, it's kind of this back and forth. And if you think about it, it's like, where am I? And, you know, and do we have mindfulness on where am I between boredom and anxiety? And, and knowing that if we shift either way, there are things we can do. And part of this is 
the left side from calm to peak state is adrenaline, which is the positive versus then when you get to cortisol, when you get to the anxiety and the fear, and we've talked about this a lot is just because you have adrenaline doesn't mean, you know, or the butterflies in your stomach don't necessarily mean you're fearful. It just means you're getting the adrenaline excitement to be at peak performance. Mm -hmm. So um, what do you think about that piece and having that awareness between calming and energizing adrenaline and cortisol? Um, I think it's important to recognize because when we are anxious and we are afraid, we tend to tense our bodies and we're no longer in creative mode. We're in, you know, fight or flight mode. And I don't recall where exactly I read this and I found it really fascinating. There was um, a guy that used to run sprints and he was one of the best. And when he was asked what his secret was to um, winning so much, he says, because I'm relaxed. And we often um, associate you know, getting into peak state and doing all these things to being tense, being on the ball all the time, when in truth, that can limit us. So ask yourself, where are you stifling your energy? Where are you putting so much pressure on that it, it, it creates a cap for you? And where can you use or how can you intentionally use being calm and peaceful so that you can become a better performer? Yeah. And I also think a coaching question I love to ask leaders is, does this energize you or rob you of energy? And I never thought about this till you're talking like, oh, that's the same thing. Calm, anxiety. It's like, once again, is it's about managing your energy. So that way you are, because you want to be in that peak state as much as possible. That's great. Number three, have a reset technique. So a reset technique is, you know, we talk about practicing in the worst conditions, but then there are things that still do not go the way that we want to. And she uses, I'm here in Seattle. I'm not a sports fan, but I kind of know it. Uh, we have a football team and Russell Wilson's a quarterback. He used to come to the hospital that I used to work at with the kids a lot. It was cool. Anyways, he has this thing that in his mind, he has a reset button. So whenever a bad play happens, he mentally resets and gets himself back. And he almost erases that past so he can just focus on the next play. And the technique that we learned was, you know, how do you have, and this is kind of a Tony Robbins anchoring. Um, how do you do something verbally and physically, that's going to, like you might say a word and a touch and a movement that then says reset. Like I have a, I have a reset when I do that. Whenever something goes wrong, and it does, if you're an entrepreneur and you think that everything's perfect and rosy here on own, it's coming soon. Because that's our strength is we deal with problems all the time, but we don't deal with problems if we get stuck in our problems. And so having a reset technique, just, okay, I'm now, I, I went from peak to full fear or concern or worry, and then I want to get back in the peak set. So your reset, you know, and you want to practice this when you're in a peak state. So when you're there, you just want to do your motion, your, your word, your word and your motion. 
So that way, when you're in stress and you do it, it'll bring you back there. Oh, and it's so important too, because I honestly believe that overwhelm is because we have a lot of maybe failed attempts and we hold on to them and we don't really yep. wipe the, the slate clean. And then you're constantly in defense mode. So of course, you're not going to be productive if you know you were an athlete and you were worried about every single mistake you've made, you probably would never even get on, on the field. You wouldn't even try anymore. And that's what we do, unfortunately, what I've noticed, and I've done it myself. So <laughs> I speak from yeah. experience and I notice a lot of coaches and entrepreneurs do, do this as well. They constantly get out there with what they've done wrong and they mm -hmm. forget to reset and re um, stay their intention and look for different ways to go about something. And they take that one, two or three negative events as it, it doesn't work or I'm a failure. So it's really important to, to reset and to understand that it takes tries. It takes failures to, to get to your success. Yeah, and it just make me think about just, you can learn from failure, but you can also not be burned by failure, which I think is when you decide to get yourself stuck there and right. And, and right. And so you can learn and move on and just apply it to the next thing. And once again, I think it comes down to just presence. Are we in our moment? Because if we're looking to the past, you know, you don't want a quarterback who's in the third quarter thinking to the first quarter or the kickoff, right? It's, it's all about um, being where you're at and, and what's next and, and, and looking going forward. Right. So those are either three lessons from uh, peak professional athletes that can help you. It's practice in the worst conditions. Uh, pay attention to where your peak state is. Do you need to energize to get up there or do you need to calm yourself to get back there? And then how do you have a reset technique so that way you can be able to get back into that peak state so you can be able to serve your customers well because the better we serve people, the better our businesses will be. So thank you for listening and uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, and also our podcast Go to your podcast of choice for the audio show. Give us likes and reviews. That helps other people discover us. And join our Facebook group where you can interact with Kat and I or other listeners. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you. See you soon.